0: Open up that crystal Pepsi and get comfortable. This is Dope
1: Hey y'all, I'm going to get right to the point here. Kendra and I decided to do this episode about somebody whose career actually took off in the early, very, very, very early 2000s. But you know what her career built up in the late 90s and i'm willing to bleed over the edge for this girl because you know what she's totally worth it she's one of the most fantastic musicians of our time kendra and i are about to have a discussion about alicia moore aka pink wikipedia Moments. alicia beth moore born in september 8th 1979 known professionally as pink is an American singer and songwriter. She was originally a member of the girl group Choice. In 1995, LaFace Records saw potential in pink and offered her a solo recording contract. Her R&B-influenced debut solo album, Can't Take Me Home, came out in 2000 and was certified double platinum in the United States and spawned two Billboard Hot 100 top 10 songs, There You Go, and Most Girls. She gained further recognition with the collaborative single Lady Marmalade from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack, which topped many charts worldwide. Refocusing her sound to pop rock with her second studio album, Misunderstood, which came out in 2001, the album sold more than 13 million copies worldwide and yielded the international number one songs, Get the Party Started, Don't Let Me Get Me, and Just Like a Pill. While Pink's third studio album Try This sold significantly less than her previous work, it earned her the Grammy Award for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. She returned to the top of the record charts with her fourth and fifth studio albums I'm Not Dead and Fun House, which spawned the top ten entries Who Knew and You In Your Hand, as well as the number one single So What. Pink's sixth studio album The Truth About Love was her first Billboard 200 number one album and spawned her fourth U.S. number one single, Just Give Me a Reason. She did this very cool collaborative album called Rose Avenue with Canadian musician Dallas Green under a folk music duo named You Plus Me. Her next two albums Beautiful Trauma and Hurts to be Human both debuted atop the Billboard 200 chart, with the former being the world's best selling album of the year. Kendra and I want to talk about pink and we can't wait to share this conversation with you Record. it is on it's on welcome back
2: Kendra thanks thanks for having me how have things been going things have been going pretty decent Pretty, you know n- nothing too new with the whole you know covid <laughs> <laughs> but it's still here more a year later of the same crap more of the same crap and it's been about I think close to a year to when I first came on the show so like it was about this time I well actually no because it was just before we went into quarantine so it's over a year been over a year yeah We've done our year anniversary already too yeah um
1: back in February it's all a blur really truly is yeah <laughs>
2: I keep thinking it's 2020 and I'm like I think I wrote 2020 on all of my dates for like the first you know month and a half, two months of 2021 mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah I uh, 2020 just
1: didn't happen. Well <laughs> well, I feel like I'm always off when I describe something that happened like two years ago actually happened like three years ago. like the whole last year just seems like a blip that didn't occur.
2: It does. It feels like it, it didn't happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is very odd. How's my, how's my volume? Can you hear me? Okay. Oh yeah. You sound good to me. The weird thing about my uh, setup is my interface doesn't allow me to hear myself. Oh, that's yeah. That's kind of strange. It is very strange. So I got to invest in a new one because it's fucked right up and it's not very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. I wanted to talk with you about your favorite artist of all time today, who does actually not quite qualify for a 90s retrospective but i find but you're bending the rules
2: for me <laughs> bending the
1: rules for you but it's also because i feel like there's a lot of people who don't know her origin story maybe um we're going to talk about pink pink technically put out her first album in 2000 with can't take me home but that's fine because we can always bleed over the sides of the decade a little bit i'm okay with that
2: i love i, 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 I love that like, I love that you're bending the rules a little bit because, like, you know how much I love her. <laughs> but, well, a lot uh, of people,
1: a lot of people love her, and I think she's somebody worth talking about and and where she started from. Because you and I, you introduced me to, uh, I think it was one of those VH1 Behind the Music specials or something like that about yeah. Pink, where it actually told where she came from, and I had no idea of any of that, the mm-hmm. girl group and everything, and how, like, yeah. how like her, she was like really like tough as nails as a teenager and stuff like that
2: yeah she definitely had um well she she is known to be pretty like angsty especially in her earlier part of her career but like she definitely went through a lot talks about it a little bit on misunderstood with the family portrait and talking about the divorce really affected her when she was a kid mm. um and she like heavily heavily got into drugs uh, around the age of like 13 i believe mm-hmm. and uh uh, she she talks a lot about that in that special how uh, music saved her life because uh, she used to sneak into clubs in Philly uh, to go and perform and sing and uh, the guy was gonna give her a spotlight at one of their shows, but she had to be she had to be sober for it. So she yeah. was like, then she gave she gave up drugs then, She's like, this is this is my end. If I'm going to be performing, I'm going to do it because that that was what she wanted to do. That's what she loved to do. I'm glad and, she didn't throw her life away over it, you know, that she still prioritized what mattered to her. Oh, I, well, especially because she like she's such a talented person, like a talented singer and, and songwriter. And um, I love how it, like emotional her songs are and how you can easily connect to them. And uh, yeah, in case you didn't so- know. Her real name is Alicia Moore. Yeah.
1: I think that's pretty common knowledge, but there's some people out there who might not know that. One thing yeah, I was always Alicia wondering Moore. is what what's with the I find it sometimes hard hard to find pink stuff because of the exclamation mark in replacing the i in her name. Is yeah. it officially like that or is it just some people do it and some people don't?
2: Um I don't I don't think it's officially like that, but like uh you see it a lot in the earlier part of her career on everything and then later on, maybe not so much, but like, mm-hmm. even like, if you look on the background of like mine and yours, it's the exclamation mark on, on our CD cases. So it is <laughs> CD cases, cause we're, you know, we're talking about the nineties and all.
1: <laughs> so it's called, she's known professionally as just the word pink, but sometimes it is stylized with the exclamation mark. And, uh, sometimes you have to, sometimes it's easier to find her doing that because if you search the word pink, it's like searching a word, like live, like imagine having a band or a star, name, <laughs> a band name live. I Whenever right. I try to find anything about that band, you have to put band after.
2: Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard yeah. Cause it's, a, it's hard to find. It's such a, that's like heart. heart heart. Like this is kind of similar, right? Cause you bring up anything with hearts, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm so excited about the show and like talking about her. I've been a huge fan of her since like she first came out, like, i i have literally bought every single cd like pretty much the day that it came out Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah um one of the things that a lot of people don't know uh, back in the 90s she technically was active they had she had a record deal with um a girl group called choice Mm
1: -hmm. and there
2: there was three of them in the group and they actually had been signed to a label they were they had actually recorded a complete album that never got released. I was actually going to share a clip here of the song Key to
1: My Heart by Choice. Yeah. Um, It's actually made it onto a soundtrack
2: for the movie Kazam. Yeah, Shaq's in it.
1: Shazam and Kazam. Shazam is one of those things that's what's called the Mandela effect. Have you heard of a thing called Shazam and everyone pictures like um, Shaq in it? What? What? but it never existed. But we always <laughs> picture it. But it didn't exist. I believe. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I. It's on our, our buddy Andrew Scott. He has a great podcast called "It's a Conspiracy." You got to check out him and Greg and uh, Andrew and Charlie. And it's a um, great podcast. Great podcast. And they actually talk about that what's called the Mandela Effect, where things that you think you remember as a child weren't actually as they were. Right. Like the Berenstain bears.
2: Right. Right. that We always yeah. thought they
1: were the Berenstain Bears.
2: I know. I always said it that way.
1: hmm That's the Mandela effect. So what was my point?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the movie. Is Kazam? Kaz- Kazam.
1: So this is, this is from the original soundtrack, Kazam. Kazam. That's
2: right. But when you think of Shazam, you think of Shaq, and that didn't exist. <laughs> well, maybe you're just putting the two words together, Shaq and Kazam, and then you get Shazam. Oh, fuck, man. I tell you, people. (laughs) And then they're saying, hold
1: on. We got to actually, I'm going to Google this movie. I'm going to Google this movie and we're going to play a little clip of choice. Key to my heart. This was Pink's Girl Group back in the late 90s. (sighs) can definitely tell that her voice had matured um since that uh recording but you can still tell it's her it's just very well she she was
2: probably she was about 16 i think when she was in that group so she was still a kid right Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah they they did the whole album and you know thought that they were gonna release it and it was gonna be a big thing and that didn't end up going for them because they they're playing. I can't remember if it was like a Christmas party, something to do with the record label. And the the performance didn't go very well. And the reason why it didn't go very well is because L.A. Reed said she stuck out so much as a soloist and you can even hear it in that recording. Yeah, she's the only person that you really hear. Right. So do the other
1: girls have any parts at all that were solo parts? or, or no, was it just edited not, that way that it would only be Alicia singing.
2: Not not from what I've heard because I like I I have heard other songs that they did that got leaked back in the day and uh it was very much her and that was the that was the issue they said that it wouldn't work as a group because she was better off to go solo and they're they basically actually, saying the other ones weren't good enough pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um so they pretty much made her <laughs> they gave her a choice. <laughs> mm. um, uh-huh, choice, the name of the band. Um, exactly. I'm so I'm so punny. You're punny. Um, <laughs> um, so they gave her the choice of either staying with the band and seeing the album get shelved and never see it go anywhere or try and go on your own and see if she can make it that way. And uh, I remember seeing on that uh, Behind the Music that like she was talking about how it was like the hardest decision she had to make because she was really loyal to them and but she had always wanted to be a singer it was her dream so she kind of had to choose like is it loyalty over your dream that you've been achieving trying to strive for you know since you're a kid right and she still was a kid but you know you kind of had to make the hard, hard decision she did and i think <laughs> obviously she benefited from <laughs> it was the right one
1: she lucked out there yeah big time big time Yeah. so then she got signed to what La- with LaFace yeah Lily yeah. Reed and Babyface which like you can't really get more lucky than that like that's yeah. that's huge
2: yeah that's a pretty big deal so she didn't end up coming out um with her album until I think three years later because she was 19 I think when she first came out
1: probably took a long time to get everything packaged yeah. right and recorded um yeah going back to the uh Mandela effect uh shazam was with sinbad
2: oh yes sinbad i forgot about but that but people thing. remember that as Shaq when Shaq right. was kazam right because that um, that movie uh i don't think anybody really like watched i did i remember watching it but i don't think a whole lot of people did
1: the more you know
2: the big rainbow
1: <laughs> and the star coming
2: right by you. I remember yeah. it too, cause like I was like I was pretty young when it came out, and I remember the kid that was in Free Willy, not the first one, but the second one, the half brother is also in it. Mm. <laughs> and nobody probably knows that dude any anymore either. But no,
1: oh man, are you talking? You know, so- I don't even remember Free Willy. You don't Did remember I, Free Willy? No. Free Willy. I, know, I know there's a Michael Jackson song in the soundtrack and and a New Kids on the Block song in the soundtrack. That's all I know.
2: I didn't know the New Kids are on that one. I knew Michael keep Jackson. On, keep on Smiling off the album
1: Face the Music, 1994.
2: Oh, okay. Of course he would know that.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. You, you
2: know. <laughs> uh, but yeah,
1: I don't really remember the movie. I'm sure I saw it probably several times. Was there any big stars in Free Willy?
2: Uh, I think Laurie Petty was in the first one, oh, really? and uh, Michael Madsen was also the dad in the oh, first one. Who's the kid? The, uh, Jesse James Richter. Why do I remember that? I think that's his name. I
1: don't know.
2: Let's see if I'm right. I'm gonna check it out because I don't. Um, good memory. I'll be really impressed if I did remember that. Yeah, check it out. Um when she first
1: came out with the album Can't Take Me Home.
2: Oh, she kind of seemed I ahead. was close. I was close. It's Jason James Richter. His name in the movie is Jesse. <laughs> so basically you remembered.
1: I sort of remembered. Yeah, it. yeah. Um you know, when she came out with the album Can't Take Me Home, um I thought she was trying to kind of be like she had that pop hip hop R&B sound to her, that flavor and everything sounded right, but she seemed kind of like an anti-pop hero. Like she yeah. seemed like she was like kind of trying to be the opposite of what was big at the time, which was Britney, Christina, Jessica Simpson, all of those ladies. She just seemed to have a more of an attitude and not in the way Avril Lavigne did either, cuz that was just to me Avril Lavigne was like
2: trying, I think to, trying to make cont-
1: a punky pop
2: well, and hers almost seems slightly contrived, like um like she, won- she wanted she- marketed to be the opposite, right, yeah, uh, whereas uh, like pink she she kind of did have an attitude, and like if you if you follow her and like know her at all, she's one of those like badass calls a spade a spade. Uh, I will tell you the truth whether you like it or not, type people I don't right? wanna be
1: a stupid girl,
2: yeah, and that's or- that's always been her
1: or the um. There was a time when she did the song Lady Marmalade with a group of ladies, Maya, Christina, and Little Kim, um, which was a huge, huge hit. But I think that there might have been a little bit of, from
2: what I understand, not everyone really loved each other in that group. There was some animosity, yeah. There was a, I, I remember seeing also in that behind the music um, special where they were talking about there was an issue with who was going to get what part Mm -hmm. and uh one of the things that um had happened i guess was christina aguilera and her manager came in they're having the meeting um about who was going to sing what part and he pretty much just like comes in says she's getting all of the high parts uh blah 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 and just kind of before they even have a chance to discuss, he's determining this is what's going to happen. And then Pink, as she put it, sa- said, I'm going to stop you right there. I think that's what the fucking meeting is about.
1: <laughs> so Which involves other people besides her. Yes. Yeah. Besides
2: Christina. So, yeah. yeah so, so I think that's a good example of how she, she's not afraid to just speak her mind regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not somebody's gonna like what she has to say
1: and good good honor
2: uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I gravitated towards her so much when I was like a kid and when she first came out was because of that like take no shit attitude because I was uh you know I was I was a kid that had I I struggled so much with um confrontation and 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 also just being who I was authentically in front of people and her albums really made me feel like it was okay right it was okay to just be who you are say what you say and there's a song on her on her first album Can't take me home where the, there are the lyrics say what you say do what you do kind of thing and that th- that always stuck out to me and I always respected her for it and I'm like that's so cool because I think you really didn't see that back then. I think that's why she stuck out as such um, an anti-pop star because you got, you had the Britney and the Christina, like, and they were, you know, kind of geared to, oh, they have to be the pretty pop princesses that say what, you know, everybody wants them to say and kind of seem like Barbie-like, right? hmm and she was she was never like that. And like that was just authentically who she was. And like there, there was even a conversation not to get too far into the 2000s, but uh, between Can't Take Me Home and her second album, Misunderstood, she wanted to change up what she was doing. And L.A. Reed was like, well, you can't do that. You'll be abandoning your fan base. And she's like, I'm. I'm I'm not going to be put in a box. I want to do what I want to do. I want to sing what I want to sing. And he's like, well, we could drop you. And she said, do it. I'll go back to working at McDonald's in the drive through. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yeah, they did. And um, he he put his faith in her and said, fine, if you're going to fail and fall on your face, go ahead. You know, and like so that's that's where uh, don't let me get me came from. That that line LA LA told, me. told
1: me you'll be a pop star.
2: Yeah. All you
1: have to change is everything you are. Got it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that 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 was kind of poking fun at him, right? Because the thing is, is he thought like you're abandoning your fan base. Your first album did well. You have all these people following you. Now you're going to change your sound. And she's like, I want to do what I want to do. And then it ended up being (laughs) one of her biggest albums to date. And uh, it's my favorite
1: album of hers. Misunderstood is definitely my favorite it. pink album because i
2: don't think there's yeah. anything on that
1: album that's filler it's a uh, solid tracks throughout i really like that 18 wheeler song
2: 18 wheeler is a great song yeah. and you know what's awesome about that it's like so like you know we're bleeding into the 2000s but one of the main songwriter and producers on that album was linda perry from the four non Blondes.
0: me mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And that goes into the fact that Linda Perry and Pink was really excited to work with Linda Perry because she was a huge fan of the Four Non Blondes, right? Yeah, she was her idol. And so that happened. They did that that music together. And then all of a sudden she's working with Christina Aguilera.
2: That's right. Linda Perry is. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I don't think that went over well.
2: Not really. And and I think um, from what I've seen, Um, In like interviews, it seems that it wasn't an authentic thing like it was with Pink. Like Christina Aguilera really pushed for that specific song. Like she really, really wanted that song. Um, And I think it's because like she saw the success that Pink had with her. Right. But it was an authentic thing. Like Pink had actually found (laughs) Linda Perry's number in her makeup artist's bag. He had it in uh, his bag and she was like holy shit like that's Linda Perry's number so she's like like a crazy psycho calls her and was like I'm your biggest (laughs) fan I have to work with you and she like even I think sang some of her songs on her on her answering machine and was like I your I'm your biggest fan like please write write a song with me blah 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 and then I guess Linda Perry like here's this on her answering machine it was like who the hell is this crazy person? I'm going to have to call her back.
1: <laughs> but did she already know who Pink was? No, no she
2: didn't. No. From the first album? No? No, she wasn't familiar with her. So um, so she called her back and was like, you're crazy, you should come over. <laughs> mm. So she, she went over and I guess like, um, it was like almost an immediate thing. Like Linda Perry just starts like, playing some stuff on the piano and she's like i'm just gonna start playing some chords and just start singing your what's on your mind and she Mm -hmm. and pink was like well i'm gonna sound dumb i don't know what i'm gonna say and she's like just just start just start saying what you're feeling and literally after i i can't remember how long but it was pretty like quickly after just kind of coming up with what she wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. eventually off of uh misunderstood was the first song that they wrote together that way And it just like was like super authentic and like and I think that's why Misunderstood was such um, a great album and why I think a lot of people like I really, really resonate with that album because it really comes from a place of emotion from for her.
1: Mm -hmm. I I do definitely want to go back into the first album because that was uh, obviously, I don't know, I I heard it for the first time and I I thought this was a very, very R&B album.
2: It was, yeah, and I think it probably stemmed from the fact that she was in Choice, and that was a very R and B girl group. Mm-hmm. So I they figured, it may have had to do with La Face more than anything. Oh, probably. I I wouldn't doubt it. I think because that was who she was signed with with those girls. And the thing is, she she was found like when she was singing in the clubs in Philly. She was singing uh, R and B because they were predominantly like um, R and B clubs, so. She was singing a lot of R&B when she was discovered. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where they thought her lane was. And so just kind of pushing her to do that. And that first album is really solid still. Um, Oh, yeah, I still enjoy it. It's oh, it's a great album. There's some really great tunes on it. Um, But I, I feel there was... It's a little less authentic, I think, probably just because it was her first album and she didn't have as much control over the artistry side of it. Yeah. There's a lot of like songwriter, like collaborators
1: on it. I want to play something for you that. Okay. So the intro to this song reminds me very much of another song. I'm just going to play it real briefly here. So that's There You Go, right? Yeah. Which reminded me a lot of a girl group album that came out the year before. That the intro goes like this. Totally different chord progressions and notes and whatnot. But but very similar
2: vibe. That's very, yeah. And in case you don't much- know
1: that's Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, that's Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, and that was totally the sound back then. Absolutely. It was, it was the sound of the
1: times though. So it wasn't, I'm not saying it was a ripoff by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't because no. it's very
2: different. I think it's just the instrumentation was similar. But you can hear that just in like um progression of different genres in different decades there's Mm -hmm. certain sounds that really are in almost every like if you listen to like music nowadays um there's not a whole lot of like authentic drumming Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of like click or snap tracks Mm -hmm. right and that's in almost every pop song now right and back then it was that very like you know kind of that sound, guitar sound yeah i love that late 90s
1: pop sound and, and the experimentation with different types of, uh, synthesized sounds put together was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, another thing I really loved that I think kind of wasn't really existing anymore at that point, but I love new Jack swing. Do you know what new Jack swing is? I do n- like not well, but I know of it. Yeah. It's a very broad range of, uh, of sound that's R and B influenced with very specific beats and such. Oh, okay. Um, I'll give you an example, new jack swing. It was like Bobby Brown and uh, like uh everybody was doing it. Jan Jackson, Michael Jackson, they were all doing it. um LaFace was big in a new jack swing. Okay. I'm um, gonna give you an example, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just trying to think of a song. Oh man, there's tons of it with like Michael and Janet Jackson. Here, here's 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 his a sound. Oh, Bel Bev DeVoe. B- boys to men they were like all those guys um but here i'm not sharing screen i'm only sharing audio the album dangerous by michael jackson has
2: a little it's very new Jackson. oh that's a great album too yeah here this should be an example right here or er. i'm gonna have to edit this a lot Is new jack swing <laughs> okay yeah uh,
1: my favorite i love it it's
2: pretty loud i'm sorry here's another example um is that like so like jam jam by is like Michael- this. yeah had- or this song that's new jack swing
0: yeah Spider-Man and for full so,
2: that
1: whole sound
2: that, that you whole... know what's funny about that sound is uh i was trying to pull um some like bowls from like the top um shelf to get to make some popcorn at home the other day mm-hmm. and they fell down and went bah, 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 and i was like <laughs> and then i was like bump bump. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, "Jody, do you know what I'm doing?" I was asking my wife, like, "Do you know what song that is?" And she's like, "Yeah, I know which one you're talking.
1: This is hip hop. This this is real hip hop right here in these bowls." Yeah. Then, but, uh, that's know, so funny. Then it takes about 20 years, and then this song comes along.
0: Stenner, can't tell me nothing, up and I the game.
1: Oh, this is why I love Bruno Mars.
2: Bruno Mars is great. He's got like such like great like throwback sounds to mm-hmm. like certain eras, like especially the 90s. I actually, uh, the other one I really like that I feel has like a good 90s sound to it is, uh, Versace on the floor.
1: Yes, it does. It really does. Very
2: 90s, like ballad. Yeah. If
1: I, if I were to ever record a, a, a pop or R&B styled album, I would do a total new Jack swing throwback. That's what I would, I
2: would oh, it's, I, it's awesome. Yeah, I do. I totally do know the new Jacks. Sw- I just didn't really realize that that was the name of it. I heard yeah. of the, the style, but, um yeah that's awesome i was gonna say with the there you go mm-hmm. uh talking about the intro of it um a really good version to listen to is like her live version from her when she was touring with that album and she does like almost like a, a spanish vibe like with a spanish flamenco guitar mm. and so at the beginning uh, it almost sounds like a tango and it's really cool actually with a but it's oh, wow right and they do like a whole guitar intro with that And uh, yeah it's really cool. just with that song i like that yeah
1: um one of the album tracks i really liked on this album is called um let me let you know it's a ballad
2: oh. it's a yeah. ballad
1: but it really showcases especially when you get to the bridge of the song how talented her vo- vocals were like she's wailing on that thing like it's oh rude. yeah
2: the other one I think really showcases her voice on that album is Stop Falling
1: mm-hmm.
2: Th- that one is another ballad and like she really opens up at the end of that song It has those big like belty wailing notes and I think honestly that's another thing that made her stand out I know like everybody yeah. talks about Christina Aguilera back in that day like being like such an amazing singer but to- <laughs> of course I'm going to be a little biased but I honestly think that Pink is a better singer <laughs>
0: A steady thing. I ain't looking for love praise i I'm still young And I ain't ready, babe I'm still looking for Some better days oh, I don't wanna Give you everything I just wanna Make you feel great if You ain't time To give me everything Just to
1: My humble I, opinion. <laughs> I, I like to keep things, you know, and I like to keep things like positive towards everybody on the show. Um, but I do think that every, a lot of people will agree that Christina has a tendency to over sing.
2: Yeah, I think that's that that was my thing with her,
1: which is not something that is enjoyable for everybody. There's absolutely no doubt that she's a fantastic talent yeah, and that yeah. she's an incredibly accomplished singer without but but sometimes it's just a little too much to take
2: yeah with all the runs yeah you can cut that out if you want to (laughs) I might I don't know sometimes I do sometimes I don't yeah I don't I don't want to cause any like Mm -hmm. like too many opinions on on I'll I'll decide I'll decide when I edit Cause there's all, I cut things
1: out all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not this time motherfuckers. I've actually gone back into the podcast that's already been released and cut things out.
2: Oh really? When I realized after that, I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe no. Not. I'll cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's fair. Um, yeah. Cause I, and I, I wasn't, I was just looking at it from like a technical standpoint. Okay. Cause like, especially when you look at uh, the way she sounds like in her like latest uh, live stuff that she's done like to date mm-hmm. um she's extremely pitchy and has lost a lot of control on her voice and i think it's actually because she's been singing improperly for many years christina aguilera yeah i think so but she teaches a master class <laughs> <laughs> i i'm curious to see because the thing is is her getting her her rasp was not normal and it um. wasn't natural and the thing is you can hear uh especially in her um her performance, I think it was on the Grammys the one year, she was extremely pitchy. And it was actually the one where uh, everybody was like putting out memes that Pink was just like not enjoying it at all. And she was saying uh, that wasn't the case at all. She actually was really feeling her performance. Mm-hmm. But if you listen back, it's very pitchy. Hmm. Once again, you, you can cut is that all, the all one that out, where I'm just talking.
1: Is that the one where
2: they show Pink's face in the crowd while Christina's singing? and she's going and people thought she was going yeah but she was just like feeling it that's all yeah because they don't have any bad blood anymore they're they're good yeah that's good that's good
1: After these messages will be like right Hey friends, you know what I really love doing is podcasting. It's so much fun and I've been so lucky because I've talked to amazing people so far doing this show and I'm trying to bring you guys the very best content I can. Now, in doing that, it does get kind of expensive and I'm on a little bit of a budget to do so, but there's a way you guys can help out and it's called Patreon. If you visit our Patreon page, you can subscribe to our podcast and get all kinds of ultimate perks just for subscribers. There's different tiered levels, so you can join for only $1 a month if you like. What's in it for you? Bonus content. We'll give you a shout-out on the show. We're going to be recording all kinds of super-secret stuff just for our Patreon subscribers. And in doing that, in subscribing, you're going to help us pay the bills. Help me pay my phone bill when I'm calling people far away for an interview. Help us pay for our licensing fees so we can play you awesome music clips and so much more to help keep this boat afloat. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dope nostalgia. Next, next stage, next stage, next wave, next wave. Hold it down, feel the light. well it's not like Christina Aguilera is going to come on the show <laughs> you know it's it, I say that now and then the thing blows up right yeah right yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then she's like I want to go on the show I'm gonna you know, go everybody back everybody and- wants to be on dope nostalgia it's the hottest show on earth. it's the hottest show <laughs> back from the 90s you <laughs> <laughs> can't talk smack We don't do that on dope nostalgia not at all here's not what we talk all. about
2: so what, what uh what's what would you say is your favorite track on this album um oh man I really do love stop fall uh, or yeah stop falling mm-hmm. um split personality I really like that one too that's the opener yeah it, it's cool it's it's a different it's a different song I just thought that um it, it showcases like so many different like textures to her voice mm-hmm. just going back and forth
1: Love hell with ya, hell with ya is my favorite song of Pink's on this first album. Such a good song, especially when you talk like, about it down at the pizza, pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. I'm like, you like it because of Pizza Hut, right? Because Pizza Hut. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I managed Pizza Hut. I did. I worked for Pizza Hut for nine years, from 17 to whatever is nine years later. Uh, 26. <laughs> 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 it's called simple math, Naomi. Um, 26. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I worked yeah. there a long time and uh, managed for most of those years. So when I was like, oh, she's talking about the Pizza Hut. Look at yeah. that. I was
2: still working at the Pizza Hut when that came out. Pizza Hut's so. damn good pizza, though. It is. It's, I would have gotten really fat working there.
1: I was blessed with a good metabolism until the age of 30. So <laughs> it was fine. I was eating Pizza Hut every day. Still, still had a hot body. And then 30 hit.
2: <laughs> it is downhill from 30. I
1: know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how that is. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, this just doesn't want to come off this belly. No, but um, that could have something to do with alcohol, too.
2: Yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're drinking the calorie-wise alcohol now, right? Now
1: jeez I'm drinking a neutral or a nude or whatever they're called they they look the same but I guess they're different brands I don't know why they look exactly the same but it's a 100 calorie soda flavored drink vodka beverage five percent 100 calories a can get it they're not even paying me to say that
2: but you know if you want to (laughs) there's room for a sponsor on the show (laughs) we are looking for a sponsor yeah
1: We've got some good friends out at in Georgia. Printer's Ale. Printer's Ale oh. out of Georgia. They sent me a lovely care package.
2: That's so cool. Oh, is that the, the Donnie Wahlberg beer?
1: It is. It's a New England IPA. It's 8% double IPA cool. called Donnie is the Talented Wahlberg from Printer's Ale. Now, they've just released a new batch of it as well. They have, uh, if you look on Instagram under Donnie Wahlberg's, uh, Instagram page he's drinking it they sent him some and he enjoys a nice beer right there and he's so happy about it
2: <laughs> that's so it. cool and and you he's have like that student. beer that uh, that's pretty cool
1: yeah so that's a big thing for them you know that Donnie enjoyed the beer
2: that's gonna be huge they're probably uh, getting lots of people wanting to try. All, all the blockheads are are probably gonna go out and buy it oh yeah well, I hope that uh, that'd be cool if they could get some
1: big distribution for it across the country, at least across the U S yeah, but they're such a lovely company. They sent it to me all the way in Canada. That is pretty cool. That's yeah. Shout out to them. Right. Very, on. very cool. Um, I'll be putting out a video with uh, my, my buddy, James P white and I are going to be tasting the beer for you on our video and we'll be discussing how, how we like it. It's going to be great
2: we should do a segment of taste testing beer on here Mm -hmm. that'd be fun yeah we could do that i should totally do that maybe do some like local ones
1: we should when we do we're talking 90s throwbacks we should be like let's get
2: drunk on baja rosa (laughs) i totally did when i was like what uh oh it was uh when i got out of high school i didn't go to my grad so Mm -hmm. i just uh Went out to the lake with my, my parents and I got a bottle of Baja Rosa and drank it. <laughs> Has to be cold. Yeah. Can, Baja, Baja
1: Rosa warm is rough.
2: Yeah. It's, it's creamy. The, the creamy, yeah. Not, I, can't do, not I can't do warm creamy. No, no, not, <laughs> no. At <all. laughs>
1: not at all. Not at all. I could have gone south. But,
2: That's okay. Um, um I, I realized a couple weeks ago, uh, mixing the wine and fireball is not a good mix. Not a good name. That sounds painful. Yeah, it didn't feel good.
1: (laughs) The worst um, combination I've ever had in my whole drinking career is um, not Fireball, but Red Hot 100. Oh, yeah. Cinnamon schnapps with Ukrainian Kuba sauce sausage.
2: Oh, Oh, that. Yeah, that does not sound good at all. I'm sure my mother will never
1: forget because I was like, (laughs) I think I was 16, maybe 17. Came okay. home all over my bedroom. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, this is the worst smell ever. <laughs> just all over again, huh? <laughs> it was really hard to clean that. But um, yeah, you'd think I would quit drinking after that. You'd That's think you combo. would. My issue was two weeks ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, right. So it was just two weeks ago i really haven't learned my lesson that was the night that was the night when i disappeared off of zoom and you were like calling my wife and be like uh where'd you go (laughs) can you can you check on? can you check on kendra
1: we just want to make sure she's not passed out somewhere okay
2: i was passed out somewhere
1: (laughs) this is how we drink together on zoom because that's how life is now so
2: we have to get we have to call someone to check on you yeah welcome to covid life (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do what if it happened to me you guys have to call my cat like I don't know. I, I would. Just, myself, I, so that's I would
2: send my wife to go check on you I, <laughs> I wouldn't you be able to a, do it myself because I've been
1: drinking. I should give you guys a spare key. Actually, someone should have a spare key to my place. To be quite honest with you, we'll totally. If you want to give us one, we'll, like we're I, down
2: the road from you. So exactly. Like I think I'm gonna be okay, but I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I have I a spare key to Mike's place.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know in the case of emergency. Like I don't get smashed. To the point where I can't fucking walk or anything, really. Like, cause I just don't really do shots that much.
2: Yeah, I don't get to that point. I just, we'll, you know, will fall asleep. I'll fall asleep if I if I sit long enough. I'll fall asleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you also work super early in the morning. I work uh, at ten a.m., yeah,
2: so that's not bad. That's nice. I'm gonna grab a beer.
1: Oh uh, yeah. So where were we? <laughs> One thing you know what I like to when I pink and I have the same taste in men. Yeah, <laughs> I think her husband's a cutie. I uh, I know she's has a crush on John Bon Jovi, which he discussed in uh, James Corden's vehicle.
2: That is true. She yeah, and didn't he send her his pants or was it his underwear?
1: No pants. Wasn't it it was it his, his pants? pants. Or said, said now you can get into my pants or something like that? That's
2: right. Yeah, it was pants. Yeah, he oh okay. I was mixing up the the because she got Lenny Kravitz underwear once too.
1: I thought he didn't wear any because of that one concert video where his pants split.
2: <laughs> yeah. and Boom. <laughs> there,
1: there it is. There it all is out there for you. There it
2: is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, maybe now he does, but, uh, um, yeah. So she had her crush on John Bon Jovi and also Johnny Depp. She's had a crush on too for, she said in an interview, I think on like the tonight show or. There, the shows. Yeah.
2: There, there was, um, an interview where she was talking about it because she, she actually did, uh, The song for Alice in Wonderland, the second movie that Johnny Depp was in and they were talking about him because she was like, have you uh," or he was asking her if he uh, if she had met Johnny Depp yet and she said no, like she like has such a thing for him. She doesn't think she'd be able to talk to him and as she's talking about it they're bringing him out behind her and yes. she gets like oh it's the best video ever because you saw could just that. see her squirming like oh my god I can't yeah
1: <laughs> I had a huge Johnny Depp thing in the uh, late 90s mid to yeah. late 90s yeah I was I was really into him yeah
2: he well, he was huge back then he was doing all of the Edward Scissorhands and yeah um, I, I
1: he had some very peculiar movies, um like Ed Wood,
2: yeah, yeah, I there. never that, saw about remember it looked strange.
1: <laughs> I wasn't into that one my okay, I discovered Johnny Depp on the movie Don Juan de marco,
2: okay, yeah <laughs> with um
1: with the uh who who's the big actor that was in that with him? a big huge mar Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando, oh, okay, a psychiatrist, and he was like he thought he Johnny Depp played the role of a guy who really thought he was like, uh, like seducing the ladies that he was Don, De, Don Juan DeMarco. Yeah. Was, yeah. And, um, so Marlon's a psychiatrist. And, uh, I was just like, I went to see that with my mom and I was just like, that guy's so cute, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I, have a, I think i have a thing for the tall dark and handsome hey um oh totally yeah, john yeah. Bon jo- I, I like blondes too you know i like john bon jovi i like nick carter girl uh, he was my favorite backstreet boy
2: yeah there you go so you know, you, you you're good either way <laughs> i just Blonde like Black. a just good handsome man you know
1: who can sing I don't know if Johnny Depp can sing but he's a good actor
2: he sang in Sweeney Todd yes he did yeah that's right what a good movie that was a great movie he's Hmm. a great actor though I loved him in like What's Eating Gilbert Grape that's a
1: fantastic movie
2: yeah that's one of my favorites him and Leonardo DiCaprio in that were awesome
1: Leo should have got like an Oscar for that
2: mm-hmm you know i totally agree
1: he was amazing in that i mean and like that's one of leo's really early movie roles from what i understand was it it was after titanic though wasn't it or was it no
2: oh, it was before titanic no, it was before he was still really young in that yeah he i can't remember how old he was now. just was after pr- growing pains yeah I, yeah it had to be it was around that time um yeah i was a big fan of leonardo dicaprio back in the day to all of his movies um basketball diaries and i i, I like of course like t- titanic everybody did i saw that thing like i don't know six times in the theater when i was oh, twelve. Yeah.
1: i had the <laughs> double VHS of the titanic
2: yeah it was my yeah. favorite movie for years and years and years yeah um what other ones from back then uh there's so many that he did that were really great
1: oh i love the, uh,
2: the man in the iron mask That's a great one. I actually really like that. That's actually one I don't think a lot of people remember of his, but it's really good. I absolutely loved it. Have you seen one of his newer ones, um, like The Revenant, the one he actually won an Oscar for?
1: You know, I got about halfway through it and I lost interest.
2: Really? I loved it. I thought it was like super intense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with me? How dare you have a difference of opinion on me? I I meant to go back to it and I just never did. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's it's intense though. Like, and his like he was phenomenal in that movie.
1: Hmm.
2: I think that that was his movie where it's like, if you don't give him an Oscar for that, like, what the hell are you looking for?
1: That was a struggle for him for many years. Mm -hmm. When did and that was when he finally won it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, well deserved, well deserved. I don't think he was ever arrogant about it either. Leo strikes me as somebody who would really intimidate me, though, to, to meet him in person. I don't know why because he's probably super cool
2: yeah because like I, I i totally know what you mean because there's just something about him that would like be he's an air um, about yeah yeah where i feel like if i met keanu reeves i'd be totally at ease he's known to be such a nice guy though uh, mm-hmm. like he's got that that reputation but you know he's canadian right i would totally have sex with him <laughs> so if you're listening keanu <laughs> the offer is there um
1: we don't know what this podcast is turning into i think a lot of people are unsubscribed right now (laughs)
2: it's supposed to be about pink we're talking about guys Um, from the 90s let's go back
1: we're getting off that's but that's what we do in in one of these episodes is we talk about all kinds of things but then there's still Mm -hmm. the main topic the main topic is yeah who i had a crush on (laughs) you you had a crush on
2: exactly yeah she's definitely one i don't if I met her I don't know if I'd be able to talk to her and not because I I, not because I think that she's not cool because I think she'd be super cool oh yeah I I just don't think I would be able to get my shit together to talk to
1: her you'd probably freak out like not I can't see you screaming when I mean when I say freak out is that you would clam up
2: yeah and you would probably be quiet for sure it's because like I have so much connection to her and her music, and she knows nothing about me. So it's like I would want her to hear you sing. I don't think I'd be able to sing. But in front you would, of her.
1: you wouldn't be like walking up to her and hey, hear me sing. Like you wouldn't do that. So it'd be like, I'd have to walk up to her and go, Pink, I'd like you to listen to Kendra sing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then I'd be like scared shitless and, and, and sound really like, horrible because I'd be like, "Oh, can't. <laughs> can't do it." Here, can I just re- pre-record it? I'll pre-record it so that, like, you know, when I'm like mm-hmm. losing my mind over here, you can listen to that, and then maybe sometime in the near future, I'll calm down, and then I kind of actually have conversation.
1: <laughs> and by then, we've already moved on to the next people in the meet and greet.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'd be it's gone. too late. Yeah, um, when I was in Vancouver to see her um Mike was looking at trying to get meet and greet tickets I'm like oh dude I don't think I I, like they were so expensive that it just wasn't wasn't gonna be a thing but like I know meet and greets are
1: expensive but I think they're worth it like if you really really love somebody for her it would be worth it oh
2: god yeah it would have been like amazing it would have just made that whole experience even like it was already such an amazing experience to go and see her in Vancouver Mm -hmm. um but yeah I was already so emotionally charged because like you know the story but for anybody that doesn't know the story I'm like such a huge fan of her and I had floor tickets to see her in Edmonton here and I was devastated when it got it got postponed cuz she was sick and then it ended up being postponed to the same day that I was having knee surgery so I couldn't go and I had been waiting almost well, I think it was probably close to 14, 15 years to see her in concert. And I did not get to go. And I was just completely heartbroken by it. Mm. And I finally got to go and see her a couple of years ago when she was playing in Vancouver. My one good friend. He, yeah. Uh, Help me get there. Mikey's there. Been, Mikey's been on the right show. now, Mikey. Mikey. Mikey, this was the this best is for- time this is for you you're a fucking gem of a friend and i will never forget that it was the best time ever for like and we he and i both had just a blast but uh we end up going and it was just it the moment was amazing because like her her she's honestly just all bias aside she's one of the best people i've ever seen in concert like just her whole like show is amazing i'm
1: the asshole who took your ticket because you couldn't go no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um anyway (laughs) Um, so the thing about pink live if you don't know this about her already is the stage acrobatics she flies through the air
2: through more than half the show She's yeah. all
1: over the arena flying and she's around
2: singing live the entire time. You can hear it,
1: which is very hard to do when your body is contorted into these different positions and she's still singing. No problem. Yeah.
2: You, and it's, it's just, it's the most incredible show. She, and she makes it like a whole production and it's amazing. And one of the things I found amazing too, after waiting so long to see her in concert, she had this little video reel in the middle of the show where it was, showing all of these clips from all of the interviews that she's done over the past like however long maybe it was like 20 years at that Mm -hmm. point that she's been in excuse me and uh, um it was showing all these clips of her talking about being a strong woman and you know not backing down for what she wants and just all of those things that talked to me as a kid and and really, I, in a way, helped shape me as a human being listening to her music and like idolizing her as a person and and listening to her and, and feeling okay with who I was. All of these clips are coming up on the screen. And like, I was just like in tears because it was like, what? this This was the show I was meant to see. Mm. This is that clip right there. That like, because I remember watching all of those clips and seeing them when I was a kid, watching all of them. Um, and like every time she had an interview I was like what well, before the internet and being able to like just go back and find it on YouTube you had to like tape things on your TV right yeah so I, I remember there was some of them I was I had set so that they would tape on my VCR so I could like that's how long ago it was
1: <laughs> I should mention we have a we have a friend a mutual friend is uh DJ dude man Mike Brazo who actually helps people take their VHS memories and digitalize them. DJ Dude Man Productions. So if you guys got VHSs that you want to, like there's certain moments you want to keep, he's located uh, right here in Edmonton for anybody listening. And he'd be more than happy to help you, you know, revive your memories. Keep them, keep them digitalized. So I should put that out there.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I didn't realize he was doing that. That's so cool. Cause like I have, I actually have, um, a vhs with her at much music
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh for their intimate and interactive i have it on vhs
1: there's a lot of stuff on youtube that people have saved that luckily like it's something i had but it's on youtube now for instance like oh my goodness there's so much stuff i taped that i've been able to find that someone else had which is wonderful
2: yeah that's so cool well especially because like with the way things are going now and things are becoming more and more obsolete, like, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays is like, everything's going to streaming now. So mm-hmm. like you don't have that physical copy of things anymore. Right.
1: One thing I want to say before we move on to, to, to end this, this episode, um, I think that people don't, might not know about this project that pink and Dallas green did together. This is a rec- more recent project. Like it was what, maybe 10 years ago
2: uh not even it was well it was 2016 even. 2016 i believe that uh that came out um no it had to be sooner than that because one of the songs was at my wedding uh that was one of my one of my four wedding songs was one of the songs from that album so i think it was 2015
1: it's hard to remember because last year threw us off our time <laughs> everything's
2: thrown off because of 2020 yeah yeah 2020 it was like it all up. yeah they, so yeah, yeah it's called they're called you plus me yes and uh yeah it was pink and dallas green dallas green canadian woo yeah. um it's a brilliant brilliant record and they sound amazing together like if you want to talk about voices that m- like marry mm. it, like they're they're perfect together it's like butter. and like oh, so good and like just the 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 lyrical content and just the whole thing and it's such a different take on 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 like what you're used to hearing either of them do really pink is like quite different on that record than her own solo it's it's a little bit more americana roots type vibe but it's it's, uh, it's awesome
1: yeah it's very fo- well it's kind of folky yeah kind of folky a little bit but it still has those really dependable um catchy pop melodies to it yeah mm-hmm. kind of set to a folk backdrop in my opinion um but yeah i had the pleasure of singing that uh song you and me with our with
2: our friend matt landry at your wedding yeah, yeah
1: that, that,
2: that was, that was one of the highlights sing. of my wedding like seriously i i was so happy that we that you guys were so happy to do that for us because it's a like,
1: touching song it's a great album i think that if people didn't know about the project that they should definitely check out you plus me um, and I think she goes by Alicia Moore on it instead of pink. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, just, it's
2: just, it's amazing. I don't even know what else to say about it. You yeah. Go the al- the album called Rose Ave, which I found, mm-hmm. um, Kind of uh, interesting. I don't know if it's a, if it's a take or not, but they I, I saw in an interview that they did together that uh, they're joking around with trying to figure out what they were going to name themselves. And Pink joked around. She said, "Well, you took City and Color because <laughs> because <laughs> it still would have worked for you know because like City and Color, the reason why they're called that is because of Dallas Green's name, Dallas and Green."
1: Oh my goodness! I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel dumb. That makes
2: sense. Mind is blown. <laughs> but, Mind is blown. But it would have worked the same for like pink in him because city and color still would work.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But the, and so he was like, well, we could just change it because city and color is actually the Canadian spelling. Color and city. So <laughs> color and city. But uh, I, so when I saw that their album was called Rose Ave, I'm like, I wonder if that's a kind of like a different play on the whole location and color thing
1: <laughs> it might be that's cool ah. yeah
2: but such a good album it's one of my all-time favorite albums
1: do you have anything else you want to say about the uh the early start of pink and how that uh, has impacted you or anything you want to tell people to check out
2: it, you know if, if if you're a fan definitely go and check out the behind the music there's lots of really cool clips where you get to even see her sing as a child and when you're when you see her just like how talented she was at even 10 years old um it's it's just mind-blowing I uh I highly suggest going and looking it up and just getting to see the story like her background where she came from I think it really just tells so much about who she is as as a person how much of a fighter she was when it came to adversity and yeah she's my hero I love her go
1: check it out you were the perfect person to be here to talk about pink so thank you Kendra
2: Thank you for having me and thank you for bending the rules for me because <laughs> I know that this isn't super 90s, but technically she did have her start in the 90s, just nobody else knew about it. It's her but origin story. You know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks mm-hmm. again. I love being on the show and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Sweet. Sweet. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Hey kids, put down that Tamagotchi and listen for a second. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, Instagram, at dope underscore nostalgia visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785
1: this podcast is licensed by SoCan because
2: we believe that artists should be paid for their work